Welcome to Thrive, your agency resource, the only podcast for creative, media, and technology leaders who are ready to dive deeper into conscious leadership and agency growth. I'm your host, Kelly Campbell. Thrive is brought to you by Accessibility, the leading web accessibility solutions provider. Join thousands of agencies that are already incorporating web inclusivity into their service offerings. Visit accessibility.com today. We are back with another episode of Thrive. Last time, Jason Debiak shared his journey from founder to lead designer to chief creative officer at Paper Tiger. If that sounds similar to your journey, definitely check out that episode and let me know how you liked it. Today, though, I'm talking with Caleb Clark, who's the co-founder of a Canadian digital agency called Hook and Ladder. And we're going to talk about his people-first approach to agency leadership, which, of course, everyone knows is very near and dear to my heart. Caleb, a warm welcome to Thrive. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. I appreciate it, Kelly. So your UVP, from what I could tell on the website and other conversations, um, your UVP is really that hook and ladder is sort of an extension of an in-house marketing team that has about one to three full-time employees, right, at different national and international brands. How did you kind of land on that specificity in terms of your positioning and, you know, sort of the the unique value that you bring to the market? Yeah, it's... um... My my partner and I and, and some some other members of our team, I think it was just kind of in the middle of COVID or, or probably pretty early in COVID, actually. We just sat down and had had a little bit of extra time on our hands. So we just mapped out all of our all of our client partners on a whiteboard and said, what are what are some of the common threads amongst the the, the clients here that we really feel fulfilled in in mm. working with? And um and we just kind of started coming up with this list together. It was a co-created list amongst the team. And, and we got perspectives from, you know, everybody on our team in terms of what are these different criteria points. And we landed on, you know, their established brand that is still pursuing growth. So that means, uh, you know, you wouldn't call yourself an established brand if if you're a brand new startup just trying to get market validation. That was one thing. Uh, but they weren't also, you know, slowing down growth or becoming complacent. They still were fairly aggressive. Second thing is that they they value co-creation and collaboration. And the third thing is that they have, you know, an internal marketing team. Otherwise, uh, our ability to integrate and to kind of get the most out of their team members as well gave us a really good competitive sort of edge, I think, as it related to some of their other past uh, partners where it was more transactional. So some of these different threads, and there, there are more, sort of defined our model uh, client and so our first action was to you know part ways with some partners that we were working with for a long time. Yes, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a it's a scary feeling sometimes, but it was it's quite liberating and um, and it actually signals to your team you know that you're you're fairly serious about working with the the types of partners that make their lives uh, easier on a day to day and more enjoyable really. Um, so that's what we did and and uh, we're more of a digital marketing department uh, for hire that com- becomes a part of your team. So a lot of the meetings we find ourselves in have nothing to do with marketing their sales or, or operations conversations, yeah. so that we can weave that function into those things. 
Yeah, it's so smart. And I liked how you just kind of framed all of that. One of the things that kind of bubbled up, uh, you know, to the surface for me in that conversation or, or what you just explained was collaboration. A, it can be a little bit hard to suss out where who are going to be those collaborative brands or even contacts within the those in-house marketing teams. But it sounds like that is one of the core values um, at your agency. So my question is, what are the other core values of the agency? And is there complete crossover with your own personal core values? That's a good question. And going through the exercise of developing core values is an interesting one, because I think the, the temptation for most groups is to go up there, write them on a board and, and, and sort of almost dictate them down to the group. These are our core values, but we, similar to that exercise of that client roster analysis, we just took an inventory of what are we already doing? Like what are the common threads that we're already doing amongst our team of, of about 24 people? And we we uh, co-created that experience. So we came up with uh, four things that very much are alive uh, with everyone and and, um, and are consistent with the way my partner and myself uh, handle business. So the first one is shoulder to shoulder. You know, we we, we hold the line together and, and for each other. Um, being trustworthy, establishing trust scores, that type of thing. So that's the first one. The second one is evolve or evaporate. So, you know, thirst for new heights, um, being hungry for whatever the next journey is. And that's a big part of our uh, our staff model too, where everyone knows that they have the opportunity if they want to be the CEO of, of the agency or run the agency in some regard. Mm-hmm. Bullets, then cannonballs is the third one. So, you know, take a shot readjust or calibrate for distance and, and, and aim. And then uh, once you have empirical evidence, say on a funnel campaign or something like that, then blow it open with a uh, with a cannonball and then uh, get stuff done and uh, and get shit done is make, you know, make real tangible impacts, getting things done, starts, uh, stop starting and start finishing that mm. type of thing. So th- those four are um, very much alive. And, uh, and we lean on them pretty heavily. In our weekly huddles, we always make an effort to, you know, for sharing an example of, of a win or a challenge, we're trying to cross section uh, with how it relates to the, to the value. So it's cool because I was, I was very skeptical and hesitant about talking about core values. I felt that it was a bit fluffy, and, uh, but these are real and uh, sort of proud to say that. So that's interesting. I'm glad you just said that. What was the shift for you? How did you go from this is a bit fluffy to this is real? What was the the mindset shift or was there like a thing or a somebody said something? What happened for you to make that shift? Yeah, it was it was two things that stick out. Might have been a couple more, but two things stick out. One of them was the nature in which they were developed. It was um it was a group team conversation and it was simply uh, a taking stock or an inventory list of what is what already exists maybe it's not a very strong muscle but what already exists and it was contributed by you know basically the the, the core team and none of these were um kind of you know kind of exp- these are our core values and then and then uh, there was one comment from an individual on our team that uh, was referencing some past corporate experiences he was in and um, just, you know, the way he talked about this feeling very real. And it's like, these are legitimate core values. I, I feel like I could actually um, be proud about saying that these are core values where other things are like integrity, you know, trust, <laughs> um, 
these are these are just words. And so when we turned them into phrases and saw that they they were actually alive, um, that's when it became real. That's fascinating. Okay, that's really interesting. I I didn't. I don't know that I would have pointed to the the difference between just um, a singular word and a phrase or something that has a little bit of action. When I've done core values work with some of my agency clients, they do always turn into phrases, but I don't know that I ever correlated that. So thank you. (laughs) That's really fascinating. But But I also hear that you really listened, like you were in a stance of listening to that employee to say, oh, you know, this is real for me. Yeah. And and reason why we did that, honestly, I mean, I guess I can only speak for myself is that I, I was fearful and scared about the potential of us saying, here are our core values and other people saying, you know, this is no, it's this not. lame. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I was like, well, what's the best way to circumvent that? Let's just have it be created by the team. You know, people support what they help create. And that goes into our, that goes into our um, focus on collaboration when we're looking for clients like it, 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 people support what they help create and they will own what they help create and if they don't have a hand in creating that then it's going to be maybe we get out of the core value session with our list but they're not going to be uh real i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point did you know that one out of five people in the u.s is living with some form of disability I'm proud to partner with Accessity as they work toward the mission of making the web accessible to everyone. It's time to prioritize inclusivity. Ensure that your own website and your client sites can be accessed by all and that they're ADA compliant. Head over to accessibly.com forward slash thrive to learn more about their agency partner program. Now, back to the show. So... The whole sort of theme of this conversation is, you know, a people first agency leadership, right? If we, if we just had to encapsulate it. So why for you, I'm curious, why people first versus client first or profit first? Profit is easy to generate and people and relationships and strong self-led teams are very difficult. So it wouldn't make sense, at least for us, to put something that's easier to generate before the other, right? And clients are important. They're critically important. But also clients, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there. And and uh, so we see that as being less important as well, right? Um, I hope no clients are listening to this. We love you, clients. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I like how you said that. It's about what's most difficult to generate is what you're leaning into first, the relationships, right? right? All of that. And so I don't think that clients are separate from that, but they certainly have to take a second seat, right? Because yes, employees can come and go just like clients can come and go. Yeah. But there's a very big difference between a client who is partnering with your agency and an employee who is a part of your team. It's just a different feeling. Right. There's something that's more intimate about it. And, you know, like we're a service based company. Right. I mean, there's some there's some unique processes and philosophies that we take in terms of developing digital marketing systems. But at the end of the day, a funnel is a funnel an ad campaigns an ad campaign, email campaigns an email campaign. And so our people are 
obviously the most important asset. They are the fuel and the engine that makes this thing go. And so um, if we're not if we're not doing everything we can to be people first, then we really are commodity in my mind. Mm-hmm. The, the C word. Nobody wants to be a commodity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I also heard about your agency is that you've got a pretty interesting hiring process. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I'm imagining that it's it's going to be obviously very, very people focused and leaning into how can you best support them in their roles? There's probably some similarities that uh, that are held by some of your audience. But um, first thing is, is pretty simple. It's just kind of a get to know you, Chad, right? Just kind of just kind of see if there's a, a, a high level cultural fit. And uh, there's a couple conversations with uh, like myself, my partner, uh, our director of, of people and culture. Just when quick- you say, when you, sorry to interrupt you, when you say culture fit, I just want to like clarify that a little bit. What do you actually mean by that? Cause that, that phrase is all well, charged. So yeah, and, and we can't, yeah, we can't actually, well, that's why I say high level culture fit because it's impossible on an initial conversation to see how, how, um, strong the cultural ties are because people are people and they're they might be nervous on an initial call or or whatever but you know if if someone's coming on there and you can just kind of get the sense of uh the things that they care about we ask them about their history their family what's important to them these types of things and you can kind of gauge we've very rarely said hey this is not a culture fit there was one scenario where a guy came on and he was like he was chewing and spitting tobacco and swearing and all this stuff and it was just like it was weird. And so that was <laughs> the only one I, I remember. So that's that. And then um, and then we go through a, a business case um, exercise where uh, let's say we're hiring for an account lead. We would draw up a scenario and sort of say, you know, 48 hours or, you know, three days from now, you know, what would be your response? And and don't give them a ton of parameters, but give them enough to um to feel that they have a sandbox to play within. And then uh, and then in every case where we've hired someone, they've they've taken this um, exercise seriously and it's been meaningful to them and their responses have been meaningful. And so um, that's that's the second step. And then the third one is uh, we are a Clifton Strengths organization. So um, we believe that everyone has their individual zones of genius and their their areas of strength in which they uh, they leverage these top five strengths to, you know, to win in their day and to 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 get things done in a sort of a flow state uh, way. So we explain very clearly that Clifton Strengths Assessment is there's no right or wrong. You can't fail right. this test. It's uh, it's more so at this point about how do we understand their strengths so we can cultivate or create the remainder of this hiring process such that it's uh, feels more natural and comfortable to them. Mm-hmm. When people really, really enjoy that. And then uh, once we make the decision to hire them, then we, we get together as a team and, and break bread together uh, a little bit and, uh, you know, have some have some food and drinks and just kind of get get all that uh, initial awkwardness and conversation out and see how they engage with the team and in a team environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so that's when they're hired. And then basically uh, uh, about a week or two weeks of, of uh, onboarding training takes place there's some videos for them to watch there's uh we have a we have a team uh, lunch another team lunch together and then yeah it's it's all about then leaning pretty heavily into clifton strengths and how do we build their scorecard co-create their scorecard with them all these types of things so yeah okay very interesting so i heard values alignment 
a little bit of a test. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that it comes across as a test, but it, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, like we do still need to, it's very difficult to find high quality people out there because they're all, you know, they all have other opportunities. And, and so we have to make sure. And so it's, we have to do that due diligence for our. And then uh, strengths and, and weaknesses, sort of uh, assessment, if you will. And then really leaning into that, creating the relationship. I, I that is, it is a very interesting process. It's it's not like completely divergent from some of the, the process that some of my clients have, but these again are all people centric agencies as well. Right. Um, and then the final thing on that is that we're really dead serious about um, structuring the role to the person uh-huh. versus person to the role. And so when I talked about that scorecard, it's like okay, well the function is account leadership, but there's a lot of different flavors of account leadership. So what feels right to you? And then let's weave that into, into your scorecard that basically helps us stay on track. So there's a lot of different approaches to the same function. Whereas I think we miss out on so much of a person's natural zones of genius and strength when the role is encapsulated in a box and it's, it's kind of forced. Right. I think that goes for anything, right? Just you trying to fit something <laughs> that doesn't, isn't really like a square, right? Uh, round peg in a square hole situation. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's not that you're you're changing the entire org chart or, or roles and responsibilities of each particular position, right? Yeah. You're just adapting it slightly so that it it's aligned with the personality traits and all of that for each individual, which totally. again, yeah, I think that's, it shouldn't be fascinating, yeah. right? But because of the way that we've historically done business, it is it is a it is a unique approach. I'm hoping that more and more organizations, not just agencies, but more and more workplaces in general, um, start to uh, understand that that is you know the the future of business, if you will. Without going too over the top here, I think this process... It's in, not possible on the show. <laughs> in, some, in some respects, this process has has changed a, a, a many components of my life because um, I have to be totally honest with you. And I was pretty against a lot of our process as it relates to finding and hiring and supporting people. I sounds crazy to say that. I was very much so like, hey, listen, we are the prize to be won this is the role it's your job to figure it out and just figure it out and and it's embarrassing uh to be honest no <laughs> so, i'm glad you're i'm glad i'm i'm really thrilled that you're being uh so candid about it whereas really they are the prize to be won i mean we we have organized ourselves into a scenario or to an organization that gives them some opportunity that maybe they wouldn't get elsewhere but that's it like this is a platform for for being able to uh, demonstrate, evolve, or evaporate one of our one of our core values, but they have options, you know, and 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 they're the prize to be won. So I, I was uh, I've changed completely in terms of people first mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. That is one hundred percent possible. <laughs> it is possible, and 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 you need sometimes it's key people internally to really champion that. For in our case, it was it was. Uh, uh, Eliana Torregrosa, and she's our director of people and culture, and just like heart heart led um, leadership. And so uh, I just I just have been taking notes for the last four or five years on on how to do this, and it has changed many components of my life. 
I'm curious to know, yes, it seems like it's changed the way that you view the organization, the people within it. How has it changed your personal relationships? My personal relationships, it has changed through, uh, so I've been, obviously you do a lot of your own reading and your own learning, sharpening your own sword, but the the coaching habit is a book that I, I picked up and um, just, you know, listening with the intent to listen, not listening with the intent to reply, get, get your, yeah, get your reply ready. Um, yeah. And so being a little bit more mindful of that and unbelievable what you, what you learn actually, when you just listen, it's, it's just so funny. And even sometimes when you listen back to recordings, you're like, I, I didn't hear that in the moment, but I, I hear it now because I'm listening. So that that's that's one thing for sure. Clifton strengths. I mean, this whole idea of, of that we don't really have weaknesses necessarily. It's that, or it's not about fixing your weaknesses. That's one thing that I've learned with relationships, like with my wife and my parents. It's one of my core strengths or one of my top five Clifton strengths is restorative, which is it's great, but there's also a bad side to that and that I want to fix everything and fix everybody. And so- Understanding that it's not about fixing weaknesses, it's about going full court press with the top five things that make you flow. And so that's um, been huge for my relationships with brothers, wife, parents. Yeah, beautiful. So you just gave me two or three, but what would be um, sort of your final piece of advice for agency owners who aren't still quite convinced um, that the key to a sustainable business is to lean very deeply into this people first approach. Yeah. I mean, if you like profit, um, you can split test. And, uh, and I know <laughs> but like at some point you gotta get, you gotta be getting tired as an agency owner being the, being the one, the linchpin to everything, right. It's, it's um, you, you're, you're, you'll, my final piece of advice is, it's a, it is a bit of a trust fall, but you have to jump into that, jump into it in terms of, you know, do you like profit or do you not like profit? And if you like profit and growth, you have to create a, an army of people, Like right? You can stop one person, but you can't stop a team of people. And so when you get that flywheel spinning as it relates to the foundation of people, then it's, it's almost impossible to stop, to yeah. stop you. Caleb, thank you so much. I really, really love this conversation. I love just, you know, how we kind of organically flowed with this, this approach that you take to agency leadership. And I think it's really, really beautiful at the, (laughs) for the sake of sounding a little woo woo, but I really appreciate that you are honest, you know, about your journey with it. You know, the fact that you really railed against this at some point and then kind of had these aha moments through, you know, really listening to some of the people that you've brought onto the team and just seeing firsthand that this is really the way of the future. And yeah. the present. I do. I actually left you with something. I, I do want to give one other piece of advice. I totally forgot about this. But, yeah. Uh, this is more of a practical takeaway that uh, was huge for us in terms of pivoting to this people uh, first. Yeah, please. And it was very simple and it was radical financial transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, so we adopted a program called the Great Game of Business, which is basically everybody on the team is assigned ownership of a different line on the PL mm-hmm. and ownership both in reporting on the weekly numbers, but also identifying ways to, if you're a revenue line owner, increase that. If you're an expense line owner, decrease that. Mm-hmm. But what it does more so is it builds this innate 
foundation of trust because everybody sees what happens to a dollar. And when people are given that access and that that then they they start to adopt a different understanding, right? It's not a I'm helping make Tony and Caleb a lot of profit. It's it's uh, I see where every dollar goes, and there's a profit share component at the at the end of it. So it's a team of of leaders, and you can't just say we want to be people first. You gotta you gotta do something uh, to actually open the out a little bit. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, my friend. I really appreciate this and I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you watch or listen. And a final note of gratitude to the official sponsor of Thrive, Accessibi, the leading web accessibility solutions provider. Learn more about the win-win proposition and keep your clients' websites inclusive and compliant. Be sure to check out their partner program for your agency today at accessibility.com forward slash thrive.